The Maryland Terrapins have never, ever beaten the Ohio State Buckeyes. They have competed with Ohio State football on numerous occasions in 2018 and in 2022, but they've never competed on the road. Both of those games that I mentioned in 18 and 22 were at home, and they were before the game which is Ohio State's highest priority every regular season, is to beat Michigan and to put on their best performance against their most hated rival, the Michigan Wolverines. These circumstances are different. And yet, in spite of Maryland never competing in Columbus, in spite of Ohio State not being in a look-ahead spot or a sandwich game spot, they're coming off of a bye in fact, after a good win on the road, a come-from-behind win against Notre Dame. So they've been able to deal with the emotions, refocus on their goals, heal, rest, relax, gain better chemistry. They're not going to be overlooking Maryland. And yet, in spite of all of these things that seem to go in Ohio State's favor, more than 80% of all public bets are on Maryland to cover a spread that is smaller than three touchdowns in favor of Ohio State, which implies much of the public expects Maryland to compete in this game, which would be huge in and of itself for Mike Loxley and Maryland football. But perhaps if Maryland can come out of Columbus and come out of the horseshoe with a win, that would send a ripple effect throughout college football that has not been felt whatsoever this season, and perhaps for several seasons. No one ever thought in the preseason that Maryland could compete for a New Year's Six Bowl or for the Big Ten Championship. That sounds like lunacy. But if they beat Ohio State this week, absolutely they are in the conversation for a New Year's Six Bowl and a Big Ten Championship. Welcome back, fellow football fanatics. It's your host, College Football with Sam, and I'm just so happy that the season is progressing and we're in the month of October. Sooner rather than later, we'll be in the month of November, which is my favorite month of the year as it is my birth month, and also that's when the biggest games in college football happen. That's when the stakes are at their highest, but what we have right now is elite, and I'm so happy that we have this elite community, and if this is the first video of mine that you're seeing, or if you've watched my channel for a while, but you haven't joined the community, I encourage you to do so by clicking that big red subscribe button and also hitting the notification bell so you can get notified when I post more Big Ten football and college football content. Also, please like this video so we can get it into the algorithm and comment your thoughts, predictions, and analysis relating to this matchup down below. You likely see something that I will miss or that other commenters and subscribers will miss. So your information and opinions are always welcome. That's what I love about this channel. That's what makes this channel the best Big Ten football channel. And that's what I love about the college football community in general. Also, please check out my Patreon via the link in the description below. On my Patreon, I feature special content relating to Potential Power, which is a power ranking system that I've developed to help me predict games and also assess what teams would beat you know would team x beat team y by this much on a neutral field is the best way that i can put it 
And right now, potential power is 30 and 18 against the spread. So if you want potential power's opinions on spreads, money lines, also my picks, and just following the journey of me developing my own power ranking system and my own prediction model, check out my Patreon page and join that community. Now let's get back to this video and back to the topic of the week. It's a tall task for any college football program. I don't care if it's Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma, any blue blood program, any program that has an elite team that's being fielded in this season or any season. It's always a challenge to go into Columbus and win. And the team that we're talking about here is not a blue blood. They are not Michigan. They're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. They're not 2019 LSU or even 2018 LSU. They're Maryland. And there are pathways to win this football game, but it's a lot to ask of the Terrapins of this program from College Park to compete for a half, let alone three quarters or a full game, but even more so to come out with a victory. That's a lot to ask for. And this is a gross oversimplification, but in a lot of ways, Maryland is a light, a super light, free edition of Ohio State, the full package of Ohio State costing unheard of amounts of money. That's the comparison between these two teams. Maryland, much like Ohio State, they love to pass the football, they're focused on offense, and at times defense is an afterthought. Well, again, that's a gross oversimplification. Even Ryan Day's worst defenses have talent, and they have a pulse. In fact, I think there's an argument that Ryan Day's worst defense was better than Mike Loxley's best defense. That's the gap that exists between these two programs, at least in the past, both this season and their first five or four games they've played in, and also both of their tenures dating back to the beginning of 2019. College football is not one on paper. It's one through the muscles, hearts, and minds of coaches, assistants, and players. So the trajectory of these two teams could totally change on Saturday. There could be something that none of us see coming or a factor that none of us are paying attention to that bursts onto the scene at noon, or one, or two, or maybe toward the end of the game. But previewing this game, and watching Maryland perform against Indiana, watching them perform against Michigan State, and also watching them perform against you know Charlotte, Towson, Virginia, and the same with Ohio State against Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, and Notre Dame, Ohio State is not just the better team on paper, they're the much better team in actuality. That doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win, of course, but from what I can tell, and I think what we can tell for now, it's a lot to ask of Maryland to come into Columbus and win. And if you think they're going to do so, I want to know your path for Maryland to win in this football game. And this seems to be a game where there's a lot of differing opinions out there. I know that, as I've mentioned beforehand in this video, 
over 80% of all public bets are on Maryland to cover a spread that's less than three touchdowns. Meanwhile, my potential power model thinks that Ohio State is going to win by more than four touchdowns. And then ESPN's FPI and other power rankings and other people and analysts have varying opinions on this game as well. Um, This isn't the first test for both of these teams. Ohio State went on the road and they beat a top 10 Notre Dame team. And Maryland went on the road and they beat Michigan State, although the game was much closer than the score indicated. And they also dominated Indiana. And on paper, they beat Indiana in a more desirable fashion than Ohio State did. Though again, looking at the eye test and watching the game and not just the highlights, the five-minute highlights at least, tells me that Ohio State's performance against Indiana was probably the same, if not better, compared to the one that Maryland put on. And they also happened at different times of the season. So it's not just as simple as looking at the scores and nothing else and deciding who's going to win this game or who should be favored, rather. Ohio State's more talented at every position. They have one of the best defenses in all of college football right now. Maryland, meanwhile, has trailed to Charlotte. They've trailed to Virginia. They have struggled putting away Michigan State, one of the worst teams of the Big Ten. And I'm not saying all of this to say that Maryland is just going to automatically lose by 50 points, but what I'm saying is it's a road game for Maryland. This is by far their biggest test of the season so far, and it might be their biggest test. Even if, let's say, Penn State and Michigan are better than Ohio State, those games are at home for Maryland. This is a road game in a stadium that is the equivalent of a hornet's nest on steroids with 100,000 angry fans who have felt robbed over the past honestly, two seasons, because whenever Ohio State loses to Michigan or Michigan loses to Ohio State, that fan base becomes incredibly angry. That's why it's the greatest rivalry in all of sports. And already on top of that, or below that, you know, the ice cream in the Sunday, not just the cherry on top, is an extremely dedicated fan base in a stadium that is built to be one of the best environments in college football. Looking at what my subscribers think, I release community polls weekly, which asks my followers and those who can access my polls what you think about each game and who do you pick to win. And a little over a thousand people, I just checked a few minutes ago, a little over a thousand people answered the poll between picking Ohio State and Maryland. I edited this template when the votes hit 1,000. And 74% of you pick Ohio State, and 26% of you pick Maryland. So about 260 people picked Maryland, and about 740 picked Ohio State. This was around 3 p.m. is when I grabbed numbers from the poll. It's definitely changed by now, but it's probably about the same in terms of distribution. You know, Maryland getting about a fourth, and Ohio State getting about three-fourths. Both teams are undefeated, as I've already mentioned, and according to potential power, Ohio State's the second-best team in the country. Maryland is the 21st-best team in the country. Potential power doesn't just factor in statistics and my perspective and my eye test, but it also factors in advanced statistics that 
I have no influence over controlling, like points per game margin and also yards per point margin. And I may add other statistics as well. And the values of those inputs grow weekly, becoming more significant of determining factors of potential powers predictions as the season goes on. According to Vegas, Ohio State's favored by about 19 and a half. According to potential power, Ohio State should be favored and expected to win by 31 points. And the reason potential power favors Ohio State by this much is because in every single input, Ohio State has an advantage, except for one, and it's a very close margin. Maryland has an edge in team points per play margin. They have a 0.397 points per play margin. Ohio State only has a 0.391 points per play margin. Both are top 10. Maryland's 8th. Ohio State is ninth. Michigan, by comparison, is 7th. Penn State, by comparison, is 18th. And for some non-Big Ten teams, USC is 1 and Georgia is 14. Ohio State leads in yards per point margin. They lead in the 24-7 sports team talent composite component of potential power. And look, I said in the preseason that Ohio State has the best combination of returning production and recruited talent to the roster. Alabama and Georgia lost a ton, and you're seeing the negative effects of that right now. What Nick Saban did, and even what Kirby Smart did in the past two, three, four seasons, can't be replicated over and over and over and over again without some repercussions. Not punishments, but recruits aren't always going to boom every cycle. Sometimes they bust, and you're seeing that with Alabama. And with Georgia, you're seeing it to a certain degree as well, but to a lesser one, as I think Georgia's the better program, I think they have the better coaches, and they returned slightly more production than Alabama. But to get back to the Big Ten, Ohio State leads Maryland by, again, mostly every margin and potential power. And in much of the position grades, like talking about the roster, the margin between these two teams is not close. An example is the defense where Ohio State is one of the best defenses in college football. Meanwhile, Maryland just has about an average defense, and Ohio State also has the higher upside on offense. And I would argue as well, their offenses are performing at about the same right now, but Ohio State just has that much, much higher ceiling. They've also played the tougher strength of schedule. The Buckeyes went on the road. They played against Notre Dame, who's a fringe top 10 to inside the top 10 team. And Maryland has not played a single opponent who belongs anywhere near a top 25. That and also potential power, much like Vegas, factoring in home field advantage gives that massive, you know, that massive prediction in favor of the Buckeyes. Now, that's just my model. That's something I'm featuring that's new and going to be new in every preview and prediction video from here on out. That doesn't exactly mean I agree with my own model, though. There are differences, but you'll have to wait until the end of the video to see my prediction. Ohio State is given a 90.6% chance to win, according to ESPN's FPI. Maryland is top 25 in FPI, and Ohio State's number one in FPI. And for future reference, potential power for this year, only 
takes into account Power 5 teams. Next year, I'm going to try and have it take into account the entire FBS, which will be more time-consuming, but I can figure something out. This year, it's only for Power 5 on Power 5 matchups, so that's why even if it was ready earlier in the season, I couldn't have showcased it until now. But, like I mentioned earlier in the video, potential power is 30-18 and 18 against the spread currently. I hope those numbers continue, and it's even better at just straight-up predicting games. I don't bet, personally, and I likely won't in the future, but it's fun to look at what different algorithms and different people think about games, and it's very hard to predict scores, yet that's something that I'm trying to do. So thank you if you voted in my community posts for who you thought was going to win this game, and also Thank you for inspiring me to, you know, continue this channel and do all this different work and analysis of college football, because now I think I'm building something with potential power, and you'll see me reference it throughout the rest of this video, and also in every prediction and reaction video likely for the rest of the season, and several other content as well. But if you want to get a more detailed picture of potential power for the last time, check out my Patreon page. In my opinion, Ohio State has a substantial advantage at nearly every position on and off the field. Take head coach into account. Ryan Day is 49-6 and as head coach in his career at Ohio State, and he's 17-6 and against ranked opponents. Ryan Day is a winning record against ranked opponents, and he only loses to ranked opponents. There are a lot of people who like to comment that Ryan Day inherited a great program and he's done nothing with it. And the former part of that statement is true. He inherited one of the greatest programs in college football. However, I would argue he took Urban Meyer's program and made it better. After Ohio State's national title in 2014 and a disappointing 2015 season, Things began to regress at Ohio State. In 2016, the offense was incompetent by Ohio State standards. And in 2017 and 2018, Ohio State lost inexcusable games, getting blown out by Iowa on the road in 17 and Purdue on the road in 18. Those days are gone. Ryan Day only has a perceived problem against top competition, namely Michigan, because Michigan as a program is at its best since 1997. Urban Meyer never had to face a team like 2021 or 2022 Michigan. And if he was still the head coach at Ohio State and he had to face those teams, Urban Meyer would have lost. And he still would have lost by double digits. And while we can't know that for sure, that's the best analysis about that opinion or that hypothetical that I could provide. Um, Ryan Day, immediately upon taking over in 2019, made the team much better than potentially anything Urban Meyer ever had at Ohio State. The problem was they didn't beat Clemson due to conservative play calling and, you know, according to some also controversial calls. But to get back on topic, the point is Ryan Day is one of the best head coaches in the country. You're 49 and 6. In conference, you're 32-2, and two, the only two losses coming to Michigan, who in both of those losses for the Buckeyes ended up being 
Big Ten conference champions and college football playoff participants, and you have more than a winning record against ranked opponents. In fact, you win more than 75% of your games against ranked opponents. That's very impressive. Mike Loxley, as an offensive coordinator, has an impressive resume, and he certainly made a comeback as a head coach. From his days at New Mexico, where he had one of the worst records in the history of a head coach, going 2-26 and at New Mexico, to being the offensive coordinator at Maryland, to becoming an analyst at Alabama, an offensive coordinator at Alabama, leading to a Tagovailoa, to his success in 2018, and leading Alabama to a 14-1 record as OC, with one of the best offenses that Nick Saban ever had. And now as head coach at Maryland, he's 26-28, and 13-27 in Big Ten Conference play, and every year that he's been at Maryland, his teams have gotten better. However, despite him taking over a worse program, and despite him improving year after year, I think it's very safe to say that Ryan Day is the better head coach than Mike Loxley. And I just used that as an example because the disparity that exists between these two head coaches in terms of how successful they are and in terms of how good of head coaches they are exists in the same or even a greater degree in many positions on the field. An example of this, I think, personally, is the defensive line. Ohio State, especially at defensive tackle, has phenomenal players. And even though the Buckeyes on the season so far have not exactly been racking up the totals in sacks, they only have five, they have still succeeded in getting pressure. And they've succeeded in doing this while playing very conservatively on the defensive side of the ball. They have not taken the bait of opposing offenses. They've been extremely disciplined And you saw against Notre Dame that Ohio State was able to hold their own at the point of attack against one of the best offensive lines and best running back rooms in all of college football. On Notre Dame's final, true final drive, they were able to get in the backfield to tackle Sam Hartman for loss on a play-action pass, and they tackled him down before he even, you know, finished the fake handoff. They nearly took a screen pass back for six. G.T. Tuimolau nearly picked off a screen pass, but he dropped it. It was still a good stop and a deflection. And Notre Dame, for much of the game, could not run the ball. And they even held Notre Dame for a loss and a no-gain on a quarterback sneak. So this defensive line is very impressive. I'm Hiro Kanu, Mitchell Melton, Michael Hall Jr., Tommy Eichenberg, and Tyleek Williams each have one sack. And Jack Sawyer, JT Tui Moolau, um, Ty Hamilton. These are players who've also had success along the defensive line. Maryland, by comparison, they have 13 sacks. They have more than Ohio State does. Um, and on the defensive line, um, Quashon Fuller. And they also have Trey Colbert, Isaac Bunyan, and other players on the defensive line. And Maryland's D-line, they have several players that are graded highly by pro football focus, and they're front of um, Quashon Fuller, Jordan Phillips, and Tommy Akingbasodi. It's, a, it's, an, it's an average, above average, maybe good front, but it doesn't compare to what Ohio State has in talent, development, or raw on-field play and strength. 
It doesn't compare to Ohio State there. And for the offensive line, that might be an area where maybe Maryland compares with Ohio State. If not, they're potentially better, especially at tackle. Um, Connor Fagan and Delmar Glaze have been an impressive tackle duo this season. Talia Tagovailoa so far on the year has only been sacked three times. Look at Kyle McCord for Ohio State. He's been sacked twice. And Ohio State's had problems at tackle, both in the pass protection department and also the run block department. But then at guard, Eric Harris and Carson Hinsman are possibly comparable, but I think that Corey Bullock and Emilio Moron are not as good as Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones. Matthew Jones, by the way, is in the top 25 of guards at the Division I FBS level, according to Pro Football Focus. And then at wide receiver, Ohio State has two first-rounders in Marvin Harrison Jr., and Emeka Ikbuka, and Julian Fleming will likely be drafted as well. And Maryland has Ty Felton, Caden Prather, Jayshon Jones, many of whom are juniors. Jones is a graduate, and none of those players will be first-round picks. And at quarterback, running back, linebacker, defensive back, it's very similar. Ohio State has players in Denzel Burke and Josh Proctor who have allowed minimal, if any, pass completions on them. Meanwhile, Maryland, for example, allowed over 400 yards to Michigan State. And it was only because Michigan State made several mistakes and committed several turnovers on offense, which we now know is a consistent theme. It's not like Maryland's defense consistently forces turnovers. It's more so that Michigan State's offense consistently makes them. Overall, that game was less impressive for Maryland than the score indicated. Maryland, they're 5-0, and they're 2-0 in conference. I know I've mentioned it several times before. But you are not what your record says you are. That's something that Josh Pate and I very much are in agreement on. Um, there are teams right now that have one loss or even two losses that are better than teams who are 5-0 and or 4-0 and or who are undefeated. It just happens. And there are teams sometimes who are 9-4 and or 9-3 and at the end of the regular season who are better than teams who have went 12-0. There are. For example, LSU in 2018, they went 9-3 and in the regular season. They were better than a 12-0, and 13-0, UCF squad, who was undefeated in the regular season that year and who was undefeated in the regular season and postseason the year prior, in 2017. So, despite the fact that both of these squads are undefeated, you look deeper than just the points per game or points allowed per game, and you look at deeper statistics, you look at the talent, you look at the coaching, Ohio State far outmatches Maryland, they, they do. And at linebacker, and I would say also offensive line for Ohio State, and quarterback, these are areas where Ohio State is not operating at peak efficiency yet, especially at quarterback. Imagine how good those positions are, or can be, or will be, when the Buckeyes have figured out those positions, and Kyle McCord has more chemistry. And Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are playing even better than they are right now. And maybe tackle improves for the Buckeyes. When you look at both of these quarterbacks, uh, Kyle McCord, he has 1,055 passing yards, six passing touchdowns, and a pick. 
He has a 159.7 passer rating. He's averaging 9.3 yards per pass attempt. Um, He's not a scrambling quarterback, but he has shown, you know, ability in the pocket to have presence, awareness, and escape instead of taking a sack. He did that several times against Notre Dame. Talia Tagovailoa has 1,464 passing yards. He's averaging 8.7 yards per pass. He has 13 passing touchdowns, three interceptions. He's been sacked three times, and he has a 160.3 passer rating. He's completing more of his passes, about 2.2% more of his passes than Kyle McCord. He's averaging a little over half a yard less per pass attempt. And Kyle McCord is a 6-to-1 TD-INT ratio. Talia Tagovailoa has closer to a 4-to-1 TD-INT ratio. And this is with Kyle McCord facing a much tougher defense in Notre Dame than Talia Tagovailoa has faced all season yet. And Kyle McCord won't be the one facing the crowd of 100,000 people who are screaming at the top of their lungs. That will be Talia Tagovailoa. So Ohio State having home field advantage, they have more talent, and they also have the better players at basically every position. This puts Maryland in a very tough spot. But if Maryland is to win, I just talked about Talia Tagovailoa, it will be because of him. He's had turnover problems in big games. He's been the definition of anti-clutch at times, but we know that he has the talent to be one of the best quarterbacks, not just in the Big Ten, but in the nation. As I mentioned already, he has over a 160 passer rating. He has a 76 quarterback efficiency rating, which is good for 26th nationally. And his best game of the season was against Indiana. And I think Indiana was Indiana or maybe Michigan State. I think Michigan State this year and their faults are more the byproduct of their offense than their defense. I've actually been fairly impressed with their defense against Maryland and also against Iowa. I mean, when you turn over the ball as much as they do and you hold opponents to around 30 or less points, I'd say that's the performance of an above average to maybe good defense who just has a terrible offense. But I digress. Indiana was likely the best defense that Talia Tagovailoa has faced all season long. And he threw for five touchdowns, 352 yards, he had a 206 passer rating, and a 95 quarterback efficiency rating. He also had three carries for 15 yards and a rushing touchdown. So he's a good quarterback. I think we can all agree on that. But he needs to be good in big games, not just overall. And he needs to If he does that, he will become a great quarterback, a near-elite quarterback, and that's who I think Talia Tagovailoa needs and who Mike Loxley needs in order for Maryland's roster to have a fighting chance and a likelihood to come out with a victory against Ohio State. Because even if, you know, Roman Hemby or Antoine Littleton, if they have, you know, a good day, Ohio State can still score. Ohio State's defense can let Hemby and Littleton go down the field in between the 20s and then force them into field goals or force turnovers close to the red zone. Ohio State can respond with touchdowns. They have the more explosive running back room. They have the better running back room. Mayan Williams, Travion Henderson, Chip Trainum, these are all great running backs at worst, elite running backs at best. And Trainum and Henderson are averaging around six yards per carry. Williams is averaging around four yards per carry. Both Ohio State and Maryland are averaging 5.1 yards per carry. 
Maryland, in fact, to my knowledge, actually has more rushing yards than the Buckeyes. But then again, they've played an extra game, and they faced weaker they faced weaker competition than Ohio State has. And Henderson has looked really good, despite the fact that they're not playing the running back room in the rushing attack. Ryan Day isn't to their strengths. Ohio State's stubbornly running stretch. They're not playing to the strength of their offensive line, which ironically is pulling a Michigan move and calling halfback dive every time you run. They have the guards and they have the center to do that. Maryland's offensive line is more balanced. I'd argue that Maryland can probably run stretch and run on the outside to a more efficient degree than Ohio State can, at least at this point in the season. But going back to Talia Tagovailoa, he's the key for Maryland's victory, his play. If he plays at a great level, Maryland has a chance. If he plays at an elite level, they have a fighting chance. They can put up a fight. They'll probably compete for two, maybe three quarters if Talia plays like an elite quarterback because they have a good enough supporting cast in the run game, the O-line, an elite tight end in Corey Deitches, much comparable to Cade Stover. Both of them have had success. That's that's the pathway for Maryland to win. A player who I'm watching for for Ohio State is Josh Proctor. Josh Proctor is currently one of the best safeties in all of college football. He was an Urban Meyer recruit, and this is his sixth and final year of eligibility. Right now, Josh Proctor has three passes defended and 16 total tackles. He is one of the leaders and better players on this defense. And I was just talking about Talia Tagovailoa having a great or elite day. And also that Maryland is a competent O-line, competent run game. They'll, they have the wide receivers and tight end to make big plays. For Josh Proctor, being a safety, guarding the middle of the field and, and making sure nothing is let loose. Don't let any big plays happen. If you're Ohio State's defense, Ohio State has played in a very bend-but-don't-break fashion. And if they don't break, then Ohio State's not losing this game. In order for Ohio State to lose this game, their defense will have to play at a worse level than we've seen all season, which would mean that the defense would break under pressure from either Tagovailoa, Hemby, Littleton, Deitches, Eric Harris, who's a great offensive center for Maryland. And as much as Ryan Day needs Michael Hall and Hamilton and Williams at tackle and also JTT and Jack Sawyer and the linebackers to do well, along with Denzel Burke, who is one of the best defensive backs in the nation, they need a leader and a guy who, if Maryland comes out and they're slinging and they're, the ball's getting all over the field and it's delivered in the right spot, and the defense is frustrated that they're not making big plays, they need someone who's steady, who's experienced, and who can lead, and who has faced adversity. And I think Josh Proctor is that guy, and he's had a very great year so far at free safety. As long as he and his defensive back core don't allow big plays, it will be very difficult, if not impossible, for Maryland to win this game. If Maryland... Let Maryland get in between the 20s, and if you only hold them to field goals, Ohio State will win because Ohio State will get a touchdown potentially every other drive. And if all Maryland's doing is getting field goals, they're eventually going to want to be aggressive 
They're going to get impatient, likely frustrated, and I don't think they have the defense to win in a field goal on field goal type of battle. But that's just my opinion. My prediction for this game is Ohio State is going to win big. I'm in agreement with potential power here. Potential power had Ohio State winning by 31 points. I'm picking Ohio State to win by 34. They're going to dominate coming off the bye week. They'll rush for over 200 yards. They'll pass for over 300 yards. And they'll have a mix of different approaches. Um, Really what I like about Ohio State here is how their defense matches up against Maryland's offense versus how their offense matches up against Maryland's defense. It is just that simple. It's nothing more complex than that. For a game like Penn State or a game like Michigan or Georgia, it would be more complex than that. But here, Ohio State has so much talent, so much more talent than Maryland, and they're clearly better at both sides of the football than the Terrapins, that it's a simple matchup is the reason why I'm picking the Buckeyes to win this game in dominant fashion. Ohio State's defense will be able to limit, if not shut down, Maryland's offense. Meanwhile, Ohio State's offense should be able to march up and down the field against Maryland's defense. Now, it may take some time after coming off of a bye and also Ohio State's offense. Typically, it takes them about a quarter to get fully settled. It may take some time for the Buckeyes to begin to pull away. But believe me, they will dominate this team. Maryland could be a top 25 team. I think they're fringe top 25. I want to see how they perform in this game before I decide whether or not to rank them. If Maryland performs better than I expect, or other teams who I think are better than Maryland perform worse, then they will jump in my top 25. Which, by the way, my top 10 video is releasing tomorrow, and my top 25 will showcase tomorrow morning on my community section polls. So hit the notification bell if you want to get notified when that video releases. I have tons of content coming out this week and several changes. I think Talia will struggle in this big environment. Um, Tagovailoa, he's a good quarterback, has the potential to be great. So far, this looks like his best year at Maryland. And he'll likely be drafted, I don't think in the first or second or even third round, but he'll likely be drafted. He has the talent and some of the mechanics and skill sets to be an NFL backup, potentially a starter, just because you never know sometimes. But Ohio State has the better quarterback. They have the better offense. They have the better head coach. And they have home field advantage. As I've already said, and as is summarized here, Maryland is outmatched at most positions. I was about to say every position, but Maryland does have the better special teams unit. And if you were to separate the offensive line, I do think Maryland also has the better offensive tackle room, which that in itself might cause Ohio State some problems. It might allow Maryland to run the ball in a way that Ohio State can't. We'll just have to see. Ultimately, less than half of each of these teams' regular seasons has been completed. There is still a lot we have to learn about each team. We do know a whole lot more, though, than we did entering week one. And I think it's safe to say that I know, and I suspect many of you know, even if you don't want to know, that Ohio State's the much better team. They're going to destroy Maryland. They'll put up over 500 yards of total offense. I don't even know what they want that they want to do and what they're going to do to Maryland's offense. I expect them to force multiple turnovers, improve on their five sacks on the season, and just overall have a very powerful showing 
after having a bye week. So 48 to 14 Buckeyes is my prediction for the undefeated Big Ten matchup in the horseshoe. Thank you so much for watching this video, commenting your thoughts down below, and also subscribing to the channel. Remember to check out my Patreon if you haven't already. Your support is never expected, but it is rewarded with extra content if you're an All-American or Heisman patron, and always with a thank you and a warm appreciation at the end of every video, regardless of the tier. Thank you to Spencer Bringhurst, my All-American patron, and my All-Conference patrons, Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, and Matthew Sale. Have a fantastic day, guys, and I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.